welcome to the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. I am your host, Adam Castor, and I'm here as always with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how you doing? Adam, how are you? I'm good. I'm, I've, I've been better. I've definitely been better. I lost in a matchup last night by less than a point. So, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, a, little, I'm a little fucked up today. But um, it'll all be better once we talk about waivers and helping everybody else out with their teams. And um, then I'll be able to go get a cup of coffee and uh, sulk with my day until 8 o'clock tonight when the Rangers bring the young king home, Alexi Lafreniere. I was going to say today's a great day for New York sports. You yeah. Go go ahead, go ahead. I'll finish. You have the, we have the well for you, you have the Yankees in the playoffs and for both of us, it's the it's the draft. Alexi Lafreniere. If we can get Alexi Lafreniere and Dylan Holloway, the uh, center from Wisconsin. Ooh. Ooh. That would be this lovely. Is, this is such a rare occurrence. How many times I mean, in the past couple of years it's been the past like two years. It's been a thing, but how many times in our lifetime have the Rangers have had multiple first round picks in a draft? Never until the last like four years. Yeah. It just feels like every year the Rangers find a way to just get multiple first round picks. And then, you know, when we were, when the Rangers were good, every time you looked at the draft, you're like, where's the range? Oh, right. They traded oh, right. First- we traded a first round pick. Right. We did that. We traded. We got Eric Stahl for two months. Yay! <laughs> well, that wasn't for a first round pick. That was for uh, two seconds. Oh, yeah, yes. that was for two second round picks. Rick Trade Nash. Away. Rick Nash was first round picks. Yes, and a bunch that, of players. That disgrazia of a trade. Yeah, did not age well at all. No, no. But I do have a Rick Nash jersey that is in my basement right now. That is signed. Not by Rick Nash, but by Carl Haglund. I can only imagine the look on Carl Haglund's face. Like, wait, you want me to sign a Rick Nash jersey? Okay. Uh, you could ask the producer of the Basement Talk podcast, Matt Burtz, about that one. <laughs> I will. And anyway. My only request from that night was, if you're going to see anybody, get Rick Nash to sign it. What does he do? He gets Carl Haglund to sign it. <laughs> Like it doesn't even help my if it was if it was someone that wasn't one number away from Rick Nash, my OCD would have been fine. But the fact that it was sixty two signing sixty one, like oh, I'm sure Carl Haglund had a bit had a laugh about it because he was like, oh well, whatever. Carl Haglund's a great guy, love him. Yeah, glad to see he's won a won a Stanley Cup. Yep, along with the other former Rangers on the on the Lightning. Well, I was I was gonna say. Not Derek, not Derek Broussard. We don't want him yeah. to win a Stanley Cup right now. No, no, absolutely not. Thank you, Adam. And before before we get going, before we get going, um, this was a source of hot debate when the Islanders were in the playoffs, and I want your opinion on this as well. Come hell or high water, despite you being from New York, would you ever root for your hometown team, knowing you are a Rangers fan? Would you ever root for the Islanders to win the Stanley Cup just because they are from your, quote, hometown? Absolutely not. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I needed. That's all I I needed to hear. So, okay. Let's extend this. Okay, go ahead. Would I root for the Islanders to win the Stanley Cup? Absolutely not. Would I root for the Yankees to win the World Series? Absolutely not. Would I root for the Giants to win the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. And Would you root for the Nets to win the NBA championship? 
I th- the Nets is are different because it's not really like a rivalry between the Nets and the Knicks. Of course it is. Fuck the Nets. I don't like the Nets. Fuck them. I'm more I, I'm more like apathetic towards whatever the Nets do, but I still wouldn't want them to win the stand, to win the NBA Finals. Fuck that. Because then you have all the other people in New York lording it over you for a year. Pretty much. So the the, the source of of this argument was two people, who I will not name, who are not big hockey fans, decided they were going to place a financial wager on the Islanders winning the Stanley Cup. And because they said that I was acquaintances with them, that said that I had to root for them, rooting for the Islanders, just so they could win money. Adam, if you were in my shoes, would you have rooted for them rooting for the Islanders? Okay. I would root. I'd be happy for if this is a tough place. I'd be happy for them, your friends, for winning money. I'd be shit. I'd be really heartbroken that the Islanders won the Stanley Cup. No, stop talking. Stop talking right now. No, no. I would not be happy for them because they'd be winning off of the Islanders' success. No. Absolutely not. I listen, I still wouldn't be happy the entire way through. I wouldn't be. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I wouldn't re- I still wouldn't root for the Islanders. You disappointed me, Adam. I wouldn't. You you disappointed me on this one. Oh my god. I agreed you what? The, the correct answer was no. Fuck your friends. Fuck the Islanders. <laughs> to the first, to the first one, it's no. I would never root for the Islanders to win the Stanley Cup. But to the second one, you're saying that you would root for the Islanders if they benefit your friends financially. No, I'd root for your friend. I I'd be happy for my friends. But they are root. They are rooting for the Islanders. I could not be happy for someone. I don't give a. I don't care if it's my mother, my father, my my dog. I don't care. They're rooting for the Islanders. They're dead to me. Okay. I can see where you're coming from. Adam. What? Move on into waivers. If your best friend, your best friend in the whole world, had money on Liverpool to win the Premier League, would you support that venture? No. Thank you. That's all I needed. Well... Either Liverpool or Man United. Same thing. Same thing. Well, I needed the the concept of rooting for the other team because of civic pride doesn't make any sense to me. Well, there's it wasn't even for civic pride. It was just for it was just for financial gain. No, no, no. I mean the first part of the question where you were saying, would you root for? Like the Islanders, just because it's another New York team. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, that 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 argument's bullshit. Go to England and ask that question. Right. Hey, hey, Arsenal fan, you're tenth in the table right now, but Tottenham are about to win the league. Would you root for Tottenham just because the Premier League would be coming to North London? What? No, yeah. fuck that. I don't know if you're watching. Um, the uh, transfer deadline day coverage yesterday on uh, on Sky Sports. It was a wonderful time. Harry Redknapp said that if there's any team outside of Man City and Liverpool that could win the Premier League, it was Tottenham. I threw up in my mouth. Did he say it 
in the backseat of a car. Yeah, with Jose Mourinho driving it, Harry Kane sitting in the front seat, and uh, Gareth Bale and Deli Alley having a gun pointed to his head. <laughs> well, I'll say this. I was very happy for Tottenham for what they did to Man United in that context. I was hoping they would just kill each other, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, that's the the great thing about soccer. As much as I hate ties, you can actually root for both the teams not to win, and it would work. And it would actually – it would be more of a chance for that to happen. No. No. With them, with those two clubs, I root for murder. Yeah. Full, full-blown full blown homicide on the pitch. <laughs> In Liverpool and Man United. See, I do with Liverpool and Man United. For me, it's Man United and Spurs. And if you want to throw Chelsea in there and make it a triple threat death match, then I'm all for it too. Liverpool and just and, Derby. And just for the fuck of it, get the managers involved too. Get Jose Mourinho, Fat Frank, and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer in there too. Have them kill each other as well. That'd be perfect. Yeah. While Mikel Rosclaw Arteta is sitting there just ah. Uh, with his with his with his boy freaking Thomas Partey. Hey Adam, you know what this episode's gonna be titled? It is time to fucking partay, baby. Let's go. I wonder how long the Arsenal social media team had that in the bank. He's like, eventually we're gonna use this. <laughs> oh my god. All the all, all this Arsenal Twitter was getting ready with the partay puns for the beginning of the summer. Yeah. That was no surprise. And apparently, I also saw something which is kind of ludicrous before we get into the crux of the podcast. We've been going on about this for only about 15 minutes. Is Thomas Partey is the biggest signing from Ghana the Premier League has ever had. I said to myself, and I hate this club with every fiber of my being, but do people just forget about Mike Lessian? Yeah. Well, you know, people like the people in the in current days, they're only focused on like the current current times where like the further, the further. Say that again. Yeah. I mean, the further in the future you go, the more that these players from uh, earlier in the in the Premier League era are kind of like fallen by the wayside, even though you yeah. mean the further you go back and the more you talk about history, the more irrelevant it is. Yes. Is what you're saying. Yes. That's right. Some people like to talk about that, but I think when you are having that said debate about things that are historical and need to bring historical facts into perspective, some clubs get blown out of the water with that, like how Chelsea was sold for a pound. Yeah. I mean... But they yeah. don't want to hear about that. They don't want to hear about that because they their club only exists from 2004 on. Any, anything before 2004 never happened. Never happened. Right. Ask ask a Chelsea fan who was their uh, who was their their striker in uh, 1995. <laughs> I I highly doubt they could tell you. Uh, yes, fun style. I don't know who it is, but I'm a Chelsea fan. Well, I could tell you who Arsenal's starting striker was in 1995. That was the Manny and Wright. Yep. I think we had a. Did we have Al Finch Holland at that point? I don't. I don't know. You might have in '95. That's probably too early. Well, maybe maybe he maybe his son will want to fo- follow in his father's footsteps. You kicked in the nuts by Roy Keane. 
Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Anywho. Just another reason to hate Man United. That was a long-winded ensemble. It sure was. Uh, let's talk about, speaking of teams that I hate, uh, let's talk about the Patriots game. Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. So, I guess, buy or sell. Are the Patriots worthless without Cam Newton? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Edelman had a lot of time, to- had a lot of fun last night. Edelman had a lot of fun last night just deciding to do some very nasty things to my fantasy team. It was bad. Oof, Jesus. Damian Harris looked good, though. Yes. 17 we we will be talking yards. about Damian Harris in this episode. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. I mean, uh, this is Jared Stidham's second, second straight game throwing a pick six. It's ridiculous. Yep. The first one was to. We don't talk about who he threw the first pick six to. Oh, that's 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 terrible, terrible name. Therapy. <laughs> we don't mention J.A.? No. Former Pro Bowl safety for the New York Jets? Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. I'll leave I'll leave it at uh at J.A. and I won't mention Jamal Adams safety for the New York Jets. Oops, sorry. Well, I appreciate your your commitment until that very moment. <laughs> Jeez. That was a good trade. Anyway two first round picks so depends what you do with those two first round picks if it's adam gaze making the selections and i doubt it'll be a very good trade no why well, well hopefully he'll be gone by the time that happens he'll, hopefully he'll be fired into a trebuchet yeah well really speaking of coaches that were fired into a trebuchet after this game we'll be talking about the uh the big coaching change that happened yes yes and uh i'm surprised that it was it wasn't adam gaze that was the first coach that got fired out of a trebuchet. I'm not shocked considering who it was. I I have conflicting thoughts on this, but we'll talk about it later. Yes. So, and then another buyer sell. Tyree kills. Tyree kill and Travis Kelsey are one A and one B in the Chiefs' offense. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Bye. I mean. Terry Kill's been actually, you know what? I'm going to change it. Buy or sell. Terry Kill will be the model of consistency throughout the rest of the season. Absolutely 100% sell. There is no such thing. He has had almost identical stat lines throughout the entire throughout the entire season. Oh, you want to see nearly identical stat lines? Look up DK Metcalf and then tell me what's identical. DK has had four catches in every single game. And at least 90 receiving yards. And then before last week, it was a touchdown in every single game. This is it. So this is the the first game Tyreek Hill hasn't didn't get five catches. So in his first three games, he had five catches for a touchdown. In this game, he had four catches for a touchdown. Consistency. Very consistent. Now you're a big Tyreek Hill guy. Yeah. Well, now he's being consistent. I think we need to find the tapes on this one. The my only knock on him was that he was inconsistent. Like I said, Adam, we need to find the tapes. Okay, we'll find the tapes. 
where you said uh, some slanderous things about Tyreek Hill. Yet took him anyway. He's consistent. He's consistent now. You are a flake. F-L-A-K-E. I was going with the flow of the draft. Oh, sure. Sure. The flow other... of the draft. Yes. Okay. Keep telling yourself that. I will. This guy This guy saw Kansas City Chiefs receiver Tyreek Hill, and he said, Ooh, I'll get to catch passes from Patrick Mahomes. Ooh, I'm going to take him. Anyway, let's uh, move on to the Falcons and the Packers. The next oh, we're, done, we're done with that conversation? Yeah, we're done with that conversation. Do you have a buy or sell for this game? Buy or sell? Adam is a flake. I'm selling that. I buy it. 100%. The biggest buy I think I'll ever give anybody. Um, buy, or sell. buy or sell? People can change their opinions when presented with new facts. Sell. You are... <laughs> Glued to your 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 opinions, especially when they are recorded in some sort of audio fashion. You cannot go back on the opinions that you have made in the past. Well, frankly, I do not want to live in a society that thinks that, that thinks in such a way. Welcome to 2020. Oh God. Welcome to 2020. You're living in that society, baby. Uh, buy or sell. Olamide Zacchaeus is a startable fantasy option. I don't know. I I'm selling it because I think that this has just been a weird. This was just a weird game that you know for Calvin Ridley, where he just couldn't do anything. And as long as Julio Jones, Calvin Ridley, and Russell Gage all stay healthy, I think that they're they're going to be the top three receivers. For well, Julio Jones is out because it seemed like he reaggravated that hamstring. Zacchaeus could have a role. He had nine targets in the game last night. It's drilled in eight of them, 86 yards. He he looked he looked apart. So it's true. I, I, I'm I'm buying it. I'm buying it. We'll be talking about him in this episode, no doubt about it, even more. Buy or sell. Robert Tunyon is a startable fantasy option. I'm gonna go back on that one. Buy. Yeah. Seems like Aaron Rodgers absolutely loves him. Wait, Bird, you can't go back on opinions. Well, fuck you, Adam. I'm an, indep- I'm, an indep- I'm an independent man. I can make my own choices. Fuck you. Yes, I'm going back on it. See? There you go. <laughs> Hypocrite alert. Absolutely not, because I'm telling you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> Bye. Yeah, Robert Tony. Robert Tony, look, look, he. it seemed like when they were uh, looking for the end zone, Robert Tony looked like the, uh, the guy and looks like Aaron Rodgers just really loves him. And, um, you know, it'll be interesting to see what happens after the bye, you know, when they have presumably Devontae Adams back, um, when they have Aaron Rodgers back up to full health, because it looked like he he, uh, hurt his knee a little bit last night. So that's something to obviously look out for. But, of course, there's no injury report this week because the Packers are on a bye. But he came back into the game. Yeah, he came back into the game. He, He finished the game, was looking a little ginger for sure. Um, but yeah, I think a full week of, of rest for, uh, for the Packers is going to help everybody. And, uh, Aaron Jones looked really good. Um, Aaron Rodgers continues to do his thing. You know, it looks like the Aaron Rodgers that we all know and love and Robert Tanyan looked really good. So yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely 
that's a buy for me. And yeah, we'll be talking about Robert Tanyan in this uh, in this episode for uh, for sure, and where I think I'd be prioritizing him on waivers this week. All right. So before we go into the waivers, we'll we'll talk about the big news that happened in between in the void in between us releasing the review show and uh, us recording this, which was that Bill O'Brien got fired. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. As the head and the general manager of the Houston Texans. I, I think that Bill O'Brien, Frank, we both agree that Bill O'Brien shouldn't have been put in as GM of the Houston Texans in the first place. But I think that, I think that maybe bringing somebody in as GM would have been would have been better. And I think Bill O'Brien, the head coach, maybe he was too like over encumbered with his responsibilities of being both a GM and a head coach that he couldn't they just couldn't do well as a coach. Adam, that's a half-assed excuse for saying that he's trash. This guy was one of the worst head coaches in the league for the better part of the last Two years. They were lucky. They were lucky last year to get into the playoffs. He's had a winning record in five of the six seasons as a head coach. Yeah, but it masked the, the obvious flaws that Bill O'Brien has. When has the Texans defense last been good? Nine years ago. Thank you. They traded their best offensive player. I well they that... traded how many first round picks for an offensive lineman? Two. Okay, there you go. I mean, yes. I think what Bill what Bill O'Brien has done as a GM is basically indefensible. Almost all of his moves have been indefensible, except for maybe signing Deshaun Watson to an extension. They traded a what round pick for Brandon Cooks? A second round pick for Brandon Cooks. Oh, the guy they don't even use. Yeah, the guy who got zero points, zero catches, zero yards. I I I, I stand my case. He's a laughing stock. He's never going to get a head coaching job ever again. Go back to Penn State. Well, I'll tell you what. If any, if recent history is anything to go by, you might be looking at your next head coach in the New York Jets. How? Because the the Johnsons are stupid. That's how. That's how. Yes, but what what does recent history have to do with it? We hired Adam Gaze. That's the recent history. Oh, I was assuming that there was some sort of connection there. Oh. Like there was some random ass connection that I didn't know about. No. Oh, okay. A, uh, I, I, I was confused. I'm like, what, well, I guess the connection is the, the connection is that Adam Gase is also like part GM, part head coach in Miami. And then he got fired after a terrible season. And then, um, yeah, and then he got hired by the Jets. Well, hopefully don't hire Bill O'Brien. Hopefully not. That'd be very funny. It wouldn't be to me. I would laugh my ass off. That would be so funny. Because one of our one of uh, one of my friends, who's actually the one of the uh, founders of the Basement Talk podcast, uh, Brett Mayer, recently pledged his allegiance to the New York Jets, and he is a known hater of Bill O'Brien. So if he just pledged his allegiance to the Jets and they hire Bill O'Brien. That would be so funny. How recently? 
in the last two weeks. <laughs> was he a giant? What? Did he, he just wasn't a football fan before? Or no, he what? was a football fan. He just he was a floater. Oh, he was a floater. Yeah, he didn't have a he didn't have a set team, but now he's got a set team in the New York Jets. Well, you know, it's not uh, a Jets football season if you don't contemplate being a Giants fan. <laughs> At least once. <laughs> I don't even think it was contemplating being a Giants fan. I think it was con- I think it was between the Chargers and the Jets. Well, I don't know. I can't say he made the right decision. Neither can I. I could never endorse someone hating themselves that much where they choose to be a fan of the New York Jets. At least when I chose to be a Jets fan, they were they had just beaten the Chargers in the playoffs. I was gonna say, I mean, for I mean for, for most, being a Jets fan is kind of birthright. Yeah. Like for for me, being a Yankees fan, being a Rangers fan, that was birthright. Well, Cowboy, you, the Cowboys yeah. fan, that's that's a very strange story, which I will tell another time. But the Arsenal fan that came that came from uh from FIFA two thousand when I was four years old and I decided to play as Arsenal. And I said, Oh, I like the four year old me. Yeah, well, I chose, so I chose to be, I was born as, a, my dad's a Mets fan. I chose, God bless you. Yeah, I know. Well, I chose to be a Jets fan because of my uh, my family friend. And also I went because of the, because the Jets were good when we were little. They made the playoffs consistently in the, in the Herm Edwards, Eric Mangini years. Yeah, I have a, um, I have a friend of, uh, it's my, Stepmom's daughter's friend. Her uncle happened to be Vinny Tessaverdi. No way. Swear to shit. Why do you know all these famous Jets? What the hell, man? What can I say? I get around. I'm a popular guy. Thank God you didn't become a Bills fan after all. My guidance counselor in high school, her father's Emerson Boozer. What? Yeah, swear like to God. You're making this up. No, I swear to God. It's crazy. Anyway, I, so I yeah. never told you that? No. You really? probably did. I probably forgot. Oh yeah, yeah. So basically, yeah, I, I can, I've seen the Super Bowl ring. It's actually it's very nice. I can imagine. Uh, I yeah, I can attribute my Jets fandom to one miss Nate Canning field goal. I think I remember that field goal too because I was in the I was in a movie theater and I was watching the game, and I think I remember that. And I was just like, holy shit! And then I really became a Jets fan after Doug Bryan missed a field goal in overtime in the divisional round. That's fair. Yeah. Hold on, before we uh, before we move on here, I need your uh, I need your live reaction. Of hold on, let me see if I can find it. <sighs> Shit. And then the Rangers I picked also, and then Man City I picked because I wanted because I I saw the Man United as the Yankees and I wanted to pick the Mets of that, so I picked Man City. That's not fair. Not realizing that Man City was like if Jeff Bezos bought the Mets, or I guess if Steve Cohen bought the Mets. <laughs> oh, come on. I gotta find I gotta find the picture. I want your I want your live reaction. I want I want the the live reaction in Ah Ah it's not a Oh yeah got it. If you could see that. There you go. Oh my God. Yeah, no. Well, that's Emerson, Emerson Boozer. That's her in the in the bottom right. That's my guidance counselor in high school. Wow. I apologize that this is a podcast and there's no video to this 
the video component, but yeah, this is terrible podcasting, but yeah, Adam, uh, Adam had his, uh, his first uh, glance and then there's a, oh yeah, here he is. This really is bad podcasting, but there you go. That is, so Bird is showing me a picture on his phone of Emerson Boozer. That's really, that's actually a really nice picture. You just, well, yeah. Yes. His, uh, his daughter was my uh, guidance counselor in high school. Yeah. yeah. It looks good for being, for how old he is. <laughs> for how old he is. For how old, I mean, it's been 50 years since Justin won a Super Bowl. True. So it's time to move on to the waivers. Sorry for the long-winded introduction to to all of our segments, but it's just the nature of the beast when you're talking about the Basement Talk podcast fantasy show. This is the waiver show. This is when we're allowed to go off the rails a little bit. So uh, we're going to be adding another mechanism, another gauge to our wonderful bounty of gauges that we have on the Basement Talk podcast fantasy show. Absolutely big fan of gauges. So uh, this is the Atometer. Ooh, the atometer. It's the same sort of deal as the startometer. The atometer. Yeah. And you like you like how you like that deep introduction, Adam. The atometer. So it's going to be the same sort of deal as before, where it's going to be, uh, it's going to be you know zero to ten, like the startometer. Same deal, and we're going to be going through. Uh, top three or four options at each, at each position and giving them a rating out of out of 10 as to whether or not you should really add them heading into this week. So starting off with the quarterbacks, Teddy Bridgewater going up against Atlanta. I would say if you're looking at Teddy Bridgewater as a long-term play, I would say it's more of like a five. But if you're looking at a streamer for this week, nine. I think he's, he's the top stream of the week for me going up against Atlanta where their defense just hemorrhaged four touchdowns and 300 plus yards to Aaron Rodgers. Um, yeah, I think our, our Teddy Bridgewater, I think, is, is a fantastic uh, streaming option this week. Nine. Daniel Jones. Negative uh, 575. I figured. He, he just has no, he doesn't have a lot of upside. No, I mean, I mean, look, I think He's going up against Dallas. Their defense is awful. I, he could be a good stream, I guess, in, in, in deeper leagues. I would say if it's a 12 or 14-man league, I would say it's probably like a four. Okay. Derek but in, like, in 10 oh, yeah. in 10-team in leagues, I would say it's probably like a, like a one. Derek Carr. Going up against the Chiefs. I would say good defense against the against quarterbacks. Yeah, I would say it's probably like a, probably like a four. Yeah, kind of like a four. And then Justin Herbert against New Orleans on Monday night. Six. Six. I think I think Herbert looks really, really good. And I'll be the first to admit I was wrong on him. Dead wrong on Justin Herbert. Yeah. Well, hopefully, you know, he, he bucks the trend of Oregon quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully he can. I would say that if I had, I guess this is the time where I give like my top three ads. Yeah. I would say that a guy you didn't mention was uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Going up against San Francisco, yeah. I would say, 
I would say Fitzpatrick is three. Justin Herbert is two. Teddy Bridgewater is one. Do you like uh, Ryan Tannehill in this situation as far as a stream or a bye week fill-in? Yeah. Yeah, he's been he's been consistent enough. Yeah. It, yeah. For those that have – I mean, if you have Aaron Rodgers and he's on a bye, then yeah. – Yeah. Well, I hope with where you took Aaron Rodgers that you have a backup quarterback that can – you know, you could yes. – for uh, for Rodgers this week, yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully also. But you know, Rodgers yeah. and Stafford are the two quarterbacks that are on by this week. Yep. So for the running backs, we have Justin Jackson. What are you thinking on the atometer? Um, I'm more of a Josh Kelly guy, but I think if you're a little hamstrung at running back, I think he could be he could be fine. So I would say. For Justin Jackson, I would say he's probably yay five. Okay. Chase Edmonds going up against the Jets. Five. Yeah. Five. The guy who had a big game last night, Damian Harris. Eight. Sony Michelle, we didn't mention it, but Sony Michelle is on IR. Yep. We said yep. he was out yesterday, but he he's put on IR. He'll be out for three weeks. So, yeah, Damian, Damian Harris is my number one uh, waiver ad for the running back position for this week. All right. And then uh, who are who's uh, two and three? Uh, my number two is Justin Jackson. And then my number three, this is a guy that is pretty universally available that we did not talk about. And this is a guy that I think is he can be very, very useful, especially if the Browns do go with more of a committee. And that is Dearance Johnson. He right now is the second string running back with Kareem Hunt. Um, I think he's a worthwhile add given he did have 13 carries Sunday for 95 yards. He's someone that is not being talked about, I believe, enough in terms of being a potential waiver wire add. So uh, that could be a really, really sneaky good add if you are in need of potentially going after a running back and you need someone that could potentially get you volume because he did look very, very good. Yeah, he's only owned in uh, 0.4% of leagues. There you go. So there you go. Universally out there. So we have an injury update on Austin Eckler as well. Talking about Justin Jackson and Joshua Kelly. Uh, Austin Eckler is going to be out four to six weeks. Ooh. Yikes. Uh, Didn't you see that? Yikes. No, I did not. Yeah, didn't uh, Ian Rappaport tweeted that? Let me just see. Well, I've not been on Twitter in the last 40 minutes. Last week. Um, This is like yesterday that this happened. Yeah, I have it. Yeah. Yep. That sucks. Yep. That really sucks. Also... LaShawn McCoy suffered a grade two ankle sprain. Yeah, he'll be out for a bit. So it'll be more Ronald Jones. Yeah, I would also say, too, um, if Josh Kelly some way, somehow is available in your leagues, make sure that you go and pick him up because he could be a very, very important waiver ad as well. I think with LaShawn McCoy being out for Thursday, Keyshawn Vaughn is a good ad. Yep, I agree. Yeah. I agree. He scored on Sunday, too. All right, so let's move on to the wide receivers. And 
going by ESPN projections. What are you looking at for Mike Williams? Four. Deshaun Jackson. Four. KJ Hamler. One. Brandon Ayuk. Eight. Zach Pascal. Four. Keelan Cole. Two. Um, who else? Who is your who's your top who are your top three for wide receivers? Uh my top three would be number one would be T. Higgins for the Cincinnati Bengals. Number two would be probably LaVisca Chenault if he's still if he's still available in your leagues. And then my number three would be Scotty Miller. And okay. then I would also be on the lookout for Alshon Jeffrey too, who is expected to be back this week. Yeah, definitely. So um, if you're in need of wide receiver help, uh, Alshon Jeffrey could be, uh, could be the guy to uh, lean upon at least for now. Tim Patrick had a really good game on Thursday. Oh yeah. He, Tim, Tim Patrick too. Yeah. Yep. He's not in my top three, but I would say that he's, He's a worthwhile act for sure. All right. Tight ends. So here we have uh, Greg Olson. Oh, this is when I give you my atometer. Yes. <laughs> this is the atometer. Uh, um, Do I get used to the format? Two. Rob Gronkowski. He gets a boost after OJ Howard was ruled out for the year. So it's one yeah. less body in that tight end room for, for Tampa Bay. I would say in an exploratory fashion, I would say probably a five. Do I like, hate it. I hate yeah. it, but sure. Do you like Gronk or Cameron Bray more? It's like asking me what I like more. Diarrhea or vomiting. Uh, Gronk. Okay. Gronk. And then uh, Eric Ebron going up against the Phillies. The Phillies? I mean, the, the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, Eric Ebron plays baseball now? Yep. He's <laughs> Deion Sanders. Bo Jackson. Um, Eric Ebron against the Phillies, I would say a six. It's crazy because the Phillies aren't even in the playoffs. He's not, not even playing, so even crazier. Yeah, the Phillies they got a, they got a very good very good uh, defense. Eric Ebron finds a way. He... <laughs> oh, Adam, that's something that's going to live on for the rest of time. I hope you know that. I really wish it didn't. Sorry about that. <laughs> From here on out. The Philadelphia Phillies. <laughs> you know what? I give the Philadelphia Phillies a better chance to win the NFC East than the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> well, I think I give the Baltimore Colts a better chance to win the NFC East than any of the teams in there, honestly. And then another one on the periphery. Uh, Joe Burrow really liked... Drew Sample actually throwing to uh, Drew Sample in the game against Jacksonville. So, I mean, uh, 
the Bengals. I mean, it's going to be a tough week going up against the Ravens for the Bengals. But is uh, is Drew Sample kind of worth it? Um, sure. Yeah, it's like an exploratory ad. Yeah, I'd say it's like a four. Okay. But I would say my top three for the week are, um, I would say Mo Ali Cox is one, Robert Tanyan is two, and Eric Ebron is three. Okay. I assume somebody already picked up Robert Tanyan in our league because he would be here otherwise. So uh, last but not least, the defenses. And this is a very interesting week. I already talked about, I mean, they, the Rams after last week are already completely out of our ca- our categories or qualifications to even be talked about because they were added in droves leading up to the week that they had going up against the Giants. But if you if you happen to add the the Rams last week, I would keep them because which is what I said on Friday. I would keep them going up against Washington because it should be a good matchup. I agree with that. And then um, I guess it's just defense is going up against the New York teams because uh, the Cowboys and Cardinals are, are pretty, pretty solid ads. You want to trust the, you want to trust Dallas Cowboys? Against Daniel Jones. Could be good, right? Game for the giants for all we know. Oh boy. I would be who boy. I would say I would say for me, the Patriots, if they were dropped this week against the Chiefs, they could be a good ad. They're still owned in 84% of leagues. Really? Is. Yeah. Wow. Okay. A lot of people held on to them. Uh the Chiefs could be a good ad against the Raiders. I would even say the Bucks against the the Bears may not be a terrible one. The Cardinals against the Jets is is the one for me. Well, if Sam Darnold doesn't practice today, then it will be very telling. Yeah. Because he's the he has an AC joint sprain in his shoulder. Right. Right. Which is oh boy. Yeah. And then yeah. I mean, is J so what's the deal with like Jimmy G? Is he coming back uh this week? Apparently what they're saying right now is that he's week to week. So it's really just going on, you know, what what his ankle is responding to. Cause I feel like, point. I feel like if, if it's going to be either CJ Beathard or Nick Mullins, the dolphins might not be too terrible of an ad. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Desperation sort of play. Yeah. I think, you know, the, the Cowboys, maybe the Patriots, the Bucks. And the Cardinals are really the defenses to add, and then the Rams also. If you if you already have them, yeah. For for me, it it has to be the Cardinals one, the Chiefs two, and the Bucks three. All right. So overall, we took we went position by position. Overall, who are your top three ads for the week for waivers? Overall, hmm, I would say. Damian Harris is number one. T. Higgins is number two. And it's between Robert Tanyan and J. 
Justin Jackson. I would say Justin Jackson. Yeah. So Damian Harris, Damian Harris one, T. Higgins two, and Justin Jackson three. Okay. With Robert Tanya coming in a very close fourth. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. You can find all episodes of the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show and the Basement Talk Podcast, as well as the Quizvitational on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, and Amazon. On Friday, as always, we'll be previewing Sunday's games and also talking about the Thursday night showdown between the Bears and the Bucks. And so for my co-host Ed Birdsall, I am Adam Castor, and we will talk to you next time on the Basement Talk Podcast Fantasy Show. Bye-bye.